Hello and welcome to another episode of Shades of Us, The Review. I am Bramart. Today I am discussing a film that was set at a time when the world was bleak, evil and quite demented. A time when a certain race owned black people and treated us with filth and disregard for our humanity. A time in history that black people all over the world wish they could erase but conversely, hope is never forgotten. The film I am reviewing today talks about slavery in Southern America in one of the worst times of the era. Today, I am discussing the birth of a nation. You're a child of God. You got purpose. The law put it there, and nobody can take it away. These books are for white folks. They're full of things your kind wouldn't understand. You're special boy, Nathaniel. Study hard here. Your slaves sure do know how to behave. Well, they God fearing. One of them's a preacher. People might pay good money to have them calm down a bit, especially by one of their own. I lead you to Peter 2.18. Submit yourselves to your masters, not only to those who are good and considerate, but also to those who are harsh. I'm that. What you think you're doing, boy? I asked you a question. You done preaching for a little while. Learned your lesson, boy? Oh, yes. I've learned. To watch a strong man broken down is a terrible thing. The Lord's spoken to me. Visions of what's to come. A rise of good against evil. What are we gonna do? We'll fight. Once it begins, our brothers and sisters are joined, and we're numbering the hundreds, thousands even. Okay, so um, generally when I watch stuff about movies, in fact, generally when I watch films about slavery, about colonialism, about the blatant disrespect for black people, I'm filled with so much anger, so much hatred, so much um, bile, because I cannot imagine that human beings treated other human beings in such deplorable manner just because of their skin color and so i really get angry and sometimes i feel like Ugh, if i was born in that time would i have been submissive would i have been willing to die than be treated that way but um i watched the birth of a nation and um it left me sour it left me angry it left me wishing that I could have done something about it and um, I just needed to talk about it on the show today. So let's talk about some facts about the film, yeah? Um, the Birth of a Nation is the 2016 American period drama uh, film based on the story of Nat Turner, the enslaved man who led a slave rebellion in Southampton County in Virginia in 1831. It was co-written, co-produced and directed by Nate Parker in his directorial debut and the film stars Nate Parker as Natana, it has Amihama, Mark Boone Jr., Coleman Domingo, Ojuan Ellis, Ajanomi King, the beautiful lady who is now cast in How to Get Away with Mother. Um, there's also Dwight Henry, Jackie Earl Haley, Esther Scott, Penelope Ann Miller, Roger Gwenvere Smith, and Gabrielle Union in um, supporting roles. Parker. Uh, that's Nate Parker actually had to 
petitioned a lot of people to invest in the film and they were able to raise 8.5 million dollars for production budget and um, the film started shooting in May um, 2015 in Georgia. The film premiered at the 2016 Sundance Film Festival on January 25, 2016 and Fox Satellite Pictures bought worldwide rights to the film uh, for a $17.5 million deal which so far is still the highest, uh, the largest deal at the film festival till date. Um, at the end of the festival, the film won the Audience Award and Grand Jury Prize in the US Dramatic Competition. The film started out to a great success from the Sundance Film Festival and everybody wanted to see what was going to happen with the film and then people began to mention the fact that there were possibility that it was going to be nominated for the Oscars and when that happened um, a controversy that happened with Nick Parker and his co-writer friend um, Jean-Marc Gianni Celestine um, was it came up again and that was the alleged rape of this lady in 1999 uh, she reported that she had been raped by both men and, you know, they went to court and all of that. And the case was thrown out, especially for uh, Nate Parker, because Nate Parker said the sex was cons consensual and it wasn't rape. And um, it was crazy in all because the lady committed suicide in uh, 2012. And so um, it was said that it was as a result of a compilation of all the issues that happened as a result of the alleged rape that is she had depression she had post-traumatic stress disorder she had um addiction to antidepressants and all of that so uh, it was blamed on the fact that she had been uh, allegedly raped and so that was why all of that happened to her and nipaka insisted that it was consensual and then um a lot of people were saying that because she was white and both men were black that um, it was probably something that she cooked up and stuff like that. And you know, the controversy raged on and really affected the film so much so that black women, in fact, women in general, uh, boycotted the film and said they were not going to say it um, in spite of whether it was a good story or not. Um, so that controversy raged on and it was, it was really messy for a bit. But then it was a film that needed to be told. Well, I'll get back to that at the end of the show, but I was produced, like I said, by Nate Parker, Kevin Turin, Jason Michael Berman, Aaron L. Gilbert, and Preston Holmes. The story was by Jean-Marc Gianni Celestine and Nate Parker, as I said earlier on. The music was done by Henry Jackman. He chose fantastic music. It was, it was perfectly done you know the way the music overlaid the film it was it was really good um the cinematography can i say hello to elliot davis wow the picture was so beautiful you just have to give it to, the picture was wonderful the lighting was just perfect the lighting of black skin was just really really good and ah, i think he really did a good job with uh the cinematography it was edited by steven rosenblum and he did fantastic it was well cut well cut like you could hardly see any goof hardly see any continuity problems uh, that's a testament to nate parker's directing but also to steve rosenblum's um editing the production companies were bronze studios mandalay pictures a phantom for and tiny giant entertainment and it was distributed by Fox Searchlight Pictures. It was released January 25, uh, 2016 and that's at Sundance and 
october 7 2016 in the united states it's running for two hours that's 120 minutes and its budget was 8.5 million dollars and it made 16.8 million dollars in spite of having made that money almost twice what was spent on the budget it was considered a box office flop it was considered a flop generally so um because a whole lot of people especially one because it was bought at 17.5 billion uh, million dollars at the Sundance Film Festival and they expected to make at least 50 million dollars because it was a good story now if the controversy hadn't come up it probably would have made much more money um, than it made but um, that's what happens when you have that kind of controversy especially in a world where sexual um, violence against women is something that we are constantly standing against so it was important that women boycotted the film it was also important that the film be told the story be told and it was just you know being between the devil and the deep blue sea basically so now he received uh, a 71 percent rating on rotten tomatoes which is high which tells you just how good the film is um not to say that rotten tomato always gets it right but in this case they did because the film is really good it's really really good and so it had a 71 percent on rotten tomatoes and so i basically had an average of 6.7 out of 10. uh we also had metacritic which gave the film a 69 out of 100 and um you know cinema score gave the film an a plus um for the film yeah so here are some things that um a couple of people do not know trivia about um the birth of a nation one nate parker invested a hundred thousand dollars of his own money into the film and that's how much he believed in himself that's how much he believed and you know nate parker before the birth of a nation was just your regular i don't know he was nobody basically he was just a name probably on an extra somewhere not someone you'd ever remember from any film that he had done but so he took the narrative he decided that they were going he was going to write he was going to produce he was going to direct his own film and he did a fantastic job about it he had a standing ovation before and after screening at the sundance film festival so you can you can tell just how well he did the film um he believed in himself and he invested in himself so um fox searchlight pictures bought the worldwide distribution rights for the film for 17.5 million dollars and it's till today the biggest uh, deal in the history of the sundance film festival nobody had ever bought a film at that much money it was surprising i remember i was in film school then and then we were talking about it and you know it was like this is the biggest this is the real deal you know and everyone was excited because it was kind of a class where we're talking about you have to know how to pick your opportunities you have to know that sometimes the industry isn't going to hand you um, roses you have sometimes you have to go into the thick of the mud and decide that you're gonna get dirty and decide that you believe in yourself and then put out your own stuff it was a really important lesson at that point in time and still is an important lesson and um, in the first scene when the native doctor was attending to the young Nat Turner uh, he spoke three which is the um, language of the Akan people in Ghana. And I love that because it actually showed the root of the black people who were slaves at that time. It is important to understand that black people were from different parts of Africa. They were taken against their will. They were treated poorly, but that they never forgot their roots. And it was really nice to see um, that happen in the film. 
and now one of the goofs about the films is that the accent used in the film is typical of the modern day deep south was what they use right now and not the tidewater region of virginia in the first half of the 19th century so um i can understand you know it's just like me trying to find out what accent my parents used in 1961 you know so um i understand why that probably happened but here is the storyline for birth of a nation Set against the antebellum South, the birth of a nation follows Nat Turner, a literate slave and preacher whose financially strained owner, Samuel Turner, accepts an offer to use Nat's preaching to subdue unruly slaves. As he witnesses countless atrocities against himself and his fellow slaves, Nat orchestrates an uprising in the hopes of leading his people to freedom. Was it a hope that was fulfilled? I don't know. With, I don't know if I can say that without, you know, giving you spoilers. But um, I think I think the storyline was important. It needed to be told, and it's something that people should watch for the sake of history. You know, regardless of the fact that we had um, the controversy ar around the alleged rape. Uh, it's it's something that's important for history. You know, and. Um, I'll just I'll, I'll just leave that there. So let's talk about um, some of the favorite things that I had, our favorite things I like about the film. First and foremost, the cast was stellar. It had you know literally the kind of black people you'd expect to see um, in a film like that. And I'm not saying that um, in a bad way. I'm saying that because most times they try to still even with slave movies they try to whitewash the black people who are in the film. It was important that the cast was the way it was. It was it showed a range of people who, you know, who it was it was a beautiful cast and they they acted so well. Every single person, every single person brought in their A game and it was oh my god. I mean the acting was fantastic. The directing was just beautiful. The cinematography, I said that earlier on, it was just, the pictures was beautiful. It was beautiful to the eye. It was well shot. It was well lit. It was just really such a beautiful film. And then the storyline was was so well done. It, and the fact that it was based on truth, for the most part, um, it just tells me that the film was really done well and all of that. And the fact that Little Nat uh, Turner looked so like grown Nat Turner. I love that. I love to see films where, you know, they try and um, Nate Park actually tried with that. Little Nat Turner did look like um, grown Nat Turner. And um, usually this is what I tell you. This is my favorite scene. This is what I loved about the film. But because the film in itself is so horribly painful, you do not know how many times I cried. Like literally just paused and cried and cried and cried. And I was crying out of anger and for the most part out of shame. You know, so... Um, it's not something I'm going to say it's my favorite scenes. I'm just going to say where I connected to um, or where I liked in some cases and the likes. First and foremost, when Natana spoke to Cherry and they began their romance was one of those scenes where I really kind of liked. Hi. Hi. I'm Nat. I know. Sorry for fighting you. Oh, that's bad. Oh. 
band around here. Thank you. Okay, I love that scene because you know it was it was a ray of hope in a very bleak movie. It was blossoming of love, the start of something new, the hope of finding each other and loving each other in spite of the fact that you were owned by somebody your wife had to leave on another plantation and it was it was it was for me beautiful another thing i liked was when cherry's real name was revealed abigail hey my mama madison hey who's that that's me my mama she put this dress on me the day they took me from her showed me this here patch told me to never forget who i was and that i had a mama and that she was somewhere missing me and loving me I love the fact that her mother said that she needed to remember that she, she had a mother she should never forget who she was and it boils back down to having the slaves people who were taken and, and were made slaves you know remembering their roots remembering their culture when when you know black people even today are coming to africa to find their roots to find who they are, where they were from, what defined them, you know, things like that. It's important to know your roots. And that's something uh, that I loved on the film. So having said that, there were a lot of scenes I didn't like. And I didn't like them not because they were not well shot or they were not well portrayed or they were not, not well acted, but because they were so grossly painful. They were so annoying that I just really wanted to... <sighs> I don't know it, it was it was really really painful to watch and one of them is um when sam's mother um told little natana that um, the books that he wanted to touch were for white folks these books are for white folks they're full of things your kind wouldn't understand but i do have a special one just for you and guess what the best book ever written i mean she said it's not for your kind you will not understand like what i wanted to just slap the white off her face and she was acting but i was so pissed off at her okay you know me i have to i have to put this out there when i watch films i don't watch films and just you know feel like it's a film i feel like i'm living in that moment and in that moment i wanted to slap the white off her face like what <sighs> and then to use the bible oh, i have the best book you know you need to read this one and it was like you know what screw that i mean i'll get to that in a bit um again like i said the use <laughs> uh, i i think i preempted that another thing i didn't like about this film was the use of the bible to control slaves listen up got a preacher here tonight come here boy now, he's a nigger like y'all and he's here to talk to you about the lord so you listen to him and you might just make it into heaven. You hear? You know what? I say religion is a construct, especially the Christian religion. It's a construct of the white people, especially um, to control 
black people and it was clearly defined in the film like you know what they were telling them slaves be loyal to your masters and forgetting that the same bible said ain't no slave ain't no master ain't no slave ain't no nothing like that you know so it was just really such a nasty thing because it's still being used till today go to a lot of african countries pastors preachers whatever they are imams all of them using religion to control the narrative of people to control how people behave to keep people in line and it is just i don't know i'm just gonna move on because i know i'm already going to get some flack for this and um one of the most heartbreaking scenes for me was the rape of cherry don't suppose you got a pass anywhere underneath that pretty dress no sir i belongs to master giles and this here his property you assassinate girl no, sir. Anybody that knows nothing knows that state law says if a nigger is less than 10 paces from the tree line, that nigger need to pass. Well, sir, I can get one. You ain't going nowhere. Either you're going to show me a pass or you're going to show me something else. Okay, so not only was she on the property of her owner and master, she just needed to fetch water. And she was going to get her pass. The pass that she didn't need in the first place. And she was brutally raped. Brutally. Because when you got to see her face after the rape, I cried. Like right now, I have tears in my eyes because of how brutal that image was. Like, how do you do that to a person? How? Like, how do you, you? You know, it's hard to watch things like that and be objective about the white person. It's extremely hard. You know. In, I'm just gonna have to move on. Um, so other things I didn't like was when a, a black girl, small girl, was tied like on a leash, like an animal. And a white girl was pulling on the rope. She was going, and I just imagined the indignity, the, the disrespect of a person's humanity. I I couldn't understand how people could treat other people like I I just couldn't understand, you know. And then there was also the fact that there was this slave who two slaves who refused to eat, and right there, this white guy takes chisel and chiseled out the teeth it was so because there was so much blood chiseled out the teeth and it was going to this man's throat and what was worse was the funnel carried a funnel and pushed it all the way to his throat and forced food down and this guy forced it out with so much blood it was this i know i just gave you spoilers right now if you haven't watched the film but i, I can't imagine human beings doing that I, I can't i can't imagine i can't wrap my head around that level of wickedness that level of hatred that level of well the birth of a nation inspired two great emotions in me as you can tell one was anger the other was shame i was angry at the blatant disrespect of the black person of a person even because of perceived notion that somehow we were inferior to other races. But stronger than the anger is the fact that I felt such shame. 
such gut-wrenching shame because of my powerlessness to do anything about the series of events that I watched. Like, it wasn't just my powerlessness. It was the powerlessness of every black person that acted the film and was trying to relate something. And it was the powerlessness of every black person today who lives in certain regions of the world where this is still going on. So, it is such a shameful thing. I know it was history. I know that it needed to be told. But I cannot imagine having your wife raped for sport. My men who were preaching or talking about God five seconds ago. Or having your brother killed just because of what? he's black. Or having the corpses of black people hanging on the streets just to prove a point. I'm talking of men, women, and children. <laughs> you know what? The fact that this still happens in a lot of countries today, 2017, is what makes me feel so much shame because I can do almost nothing about it. So, um, it's terrible. I think the storyline was perfectly executed and the film was beautifully done. Now, in spite of the controversy around Nick Parker, um, um, especially because he inserted a rape scene when he himself had been accused of rape, was... Off. but it, it, it was I felt it was good to tell that story that way like he was the hero because of the rape that's why he did that and um you have to wonder sometimes that oh do it does a person need to be raped be raped before something happens but at that time there needed to be a trigger and it was important that the rebellion happened it was important yes Everyone lost their lives. Everyone who was part of the rebellion, even those who were not part of the rebellion, lost their lives. But it was important that they rebelled. It was important that they refused to accept that they were to be they, they were less than human. It was important that people came up and, and stood against the system. It was important. So um I think the birth of a nation was a beautiful picture. And a lesson in history and it was important to be told and for that fact i'll rate it an 8 over 10. but then that's my opinion what do you think about the birth of a nation you like the film um do you think that the controversy overshadowed the film or that it was worth it um what are your thoughts about it basically what did you like about the film what didn't you like what did you connect to the most what didn't you connect to at all share your views with me in the comment section and um just let's talk about this here let's talk about the problems around um the film the storytelling the controversy and the likes now, I have come to the end of the show, but remember that you can select the movie that I get to review next week, and I will do that for you. Um, and then we'll, we'll talk some more, yeah? So, that's about it on the show today. Please listen to the end of this podcast to find out ways to contact me. And um, don't forget to tune in every Tuesdays and Thursdays at 1pm on our various platforms. And we are across a whole lot of platforms. So listen to the end of this podcast and check us out on the best platform that works for you. It's hugs and kisses from Ramat. Bye. Yeah. That's a wrap on today's podcast. If you like us, then like us on Facebook and LinkedIn at Shades of Us. Or you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shades of Us Afrique. Drop us a comment or tweet at us about any songs or movies you think would make for a great review. 
You could email Shades of Us Africa at gmail.com or text to plus 234-905-912-7552. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you later.